Hello, God's people. Another wonderful time invading your space again. This is God's perspective on all things. God's perspective on all things. It's so important to understand that God indeed has different perspectives regarding all things on earth. Different perspectives regarding all things, not the world, all things on earth. And if indeed we are going to enjoy all that God has freely given to us, we need to borrow God's perspectives on all things. And that is the purpose of this podcast, to reveal to us, to help exalt us, to help open our eyes to see and understand what God's perspectives are regarding so many things that we deal with, so many situations, so many issues. And so, when we borrow such perspective of God, we will enjoy what God has freely given to us. God has made all things so that we can enjoy them. But to be truthful to ourselves, we are not enjoying all things or maybe All men on earth are not enjoying all things God has created equally. And that is God's intention for men. That men will enjoy all things. When I use the word men, or when I use the word man, it refers to both male and female. The Bible says in the book of Genesis, God said, let us create man in our image, after our likeness. And after he created man, God said, male and female he created them male and female he created them that means when you hear the concept of man in the bible or the concept of man from the perspective of god is referring to male and female and so god wants all men to enjoy all things men departed from god in adam that caused the fall we cannot overemphasize this because for us to find solution to a challenge or a problem, we must go to the root cause. So the root cause is the fall. The root cause of every abnormality on earth, the root cause of every evil on earth is the fall which Adam and Eve perpetrated and is counted unto every man that is given back to every male and female given back to on earth. So, to get back to enjoying the things of God, man has departed from God in the first place. Man has his own perspective over all things. In my last episode, we talked about how man, after the fall, began to receive information from the physical realm and trying to interpret and impress God. (laughs) But that's the reversed order of God real order of God is that man will receive information from God and interpret it on the physical realm to give essence and meaning to everything that is created. That is where the struggle began. 
when man departed from God. And so, when we borrow God's perspective, we understand God's perspective regarding everything, we will be able to get back, align ourselves with the things of God and enjoy according to the purpose and the plan of God. Today, we're going to be talking about God's perspective on money. God's perspective on money. Money is important because it is a form or a type of exchange that is understood by almost every human being on earth today. It is a form of exchange for goods and services. So, one way or the other, everybody on earth has something to do with money. In as much as we're going to interact, in as much as we're going to transact, there will be transaction going on, there will be interaction going on, there will be exchange going on for goods and services. Money is involved. And every human being is involved in one form of transaction or the other. So, money is a concern for every human being. At least. Let's say 90 to 99% of every human being on earth is conscious of money. Conscious of money. Every community, every society, conscious of money. And the Bible also made that very clear. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 10 and verse 19, the Bible made it very clear. Money answers to all things Money answers to all things. If money answers to all things, and we are here to learn God's perspective on all things, definitely God has a perspective on how money should be placed. The moment we change our perspective about money, then we will begin to enjoy the benefits and the advantages of exchange of money or exchange generally because most of the exchange we do is done by money at least the physical exchange is done by money and so for us to enjoy the use of money we need to change our perspective regarding money you see many people today are chasing after money, looking for money up and down. Their life is based on the rat race. Running after money, doing two jobs, three jobs, making all ends meet. <laughs> that is not God's design for man. That is never God's design for man. God has given us a very good understanding of how we should view money or the place of money in our lives such that when we align with God's perspective we will be able to make use of money we'll be able to make use of money money is good very good the Bible also established that money is a form of defense is a form of defense in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 12, it makes it very clear. It said, money is a defense. 
Wisdom is a defense. Money is a defense. Wisdom is a defense. Wisdom will shield you from evil. Wisdom will protect you from evil. Just like money will protect you from evil. Money will protect you and shield you from any form of attack or any form of destruction. Money can do that. What wisdom can do, money can do. Because this scripture made it very clear that both wisdom and money are forms of defense. Money is a defense. Wisdom is a defense. But only wisdom, the knowledge of wisdom can save a man's soul. Only wisdom can save. That means money cannot save a man's soul. From that scripture, we see clearly that though money is a defense, wisdom is a defense, wisdom can save a man's soul, money cannot save a man's soul. And it's a form of exchange. Now, I want us to transit. I want us to move from this view to the next point I want to discuss. And I want us to just oppose these two scriptures and see clearly how God view money. By the way, I said money is good. And I mean that. Money is very good. Because the Bible establishes that. It answers to all things. Is also a defense. What more can we look for? What more can we ask for? However, the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. The Bible does not condemn money being good, but the Bible absolutely condemns the love for money. And Jesus says something very profound, which we will also examine as we go on. In this exaltation or in this discussion, Jesus emphatically makes it very clear that money can also be a master over a man's soul. God is a master over our soul already. If care is not taken and we allow the love of money to slip into our lives, then money can become a master to our soul. Money can become a master just like God is the master to every soul. A note of warning there. Money is good, yet we must not love money because the love of money is the root of every evil. One prayer we always pray, one prayer Jesus taught us to pray is that Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. One of the major reasons we are borrowing God's perspective is so that we can be totally delivered from evil. Because if we are not enjoying all that God has freely given to us, evil is taking a good part of our lives. And we don't want that. And so we want to align ourselves with the purpose of God. We want to align ourselves with the views of God so that we can overcome evil. And so, if we are tending towards the love of money, like I said, we'll make money to be our master, just like God will be our master. Invariably, I'm saying that with the love of money, you can make money a God over your life. The place where God is meant to occupy 
you can put money there. And that is one of the signs of the Paris of this time. The Paris of the L time is heavily anchored and inched on the love of money. The love of money. And so it's very important we see money the right way. The way God sees it and put it in its place. There are two scriptures I said we should just oppose the other time. Two major scriptures. Money is a form of defense. Money is a form of defense. It's good. Now, let's look at this scripture. Matthew 16, 24. Matthew 16, 24. The scripture says, What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or, what is he going to use as, as an exchange? Look at, that, look at that word. What is he going to use as an exchange? This scripture made it very clear that you can gain the world in exchange for your soul. Or, you can gain your soul in exchange for the old world. The only thing that can buy the old world is money. And so, if we put money in that scripture, or we replace to gain the old world, you need money to gain the old world. You need money to gain the whole world. So, looking at that scripture again, money is the defense. It's good. When the love of money comes in, that's evil. Now, there is an exchange. There's always an exchange when it comes to interactions and transactions in the world. Even though money is majorly the main object or main factor of interactions or transactions in the world, there's always an exchange. And this scripture is making it very clear that you can exchange your soul for gaining the whole world having the whole money in this world you will exchange your soul for you to have that you will have to exchange your soul and the purpose of this podcast like I said in the beginning is that we want to gain our soul must be redeemed so that our body too will be redeemed if you've been following me from the previous episode we've seen that our spirit has been saved at redemption our soul and our bodies yet to be saved. And for our soul and body to be saved, we have work to do. You don't work to gain grace, but you receive grace to work. Let me say that again. We don't work to have the grace of God. Jesus did the work and credited us with the grace of God. The grace of God is free, lest any man should boast. The grace of God is free. The grace of God brought us salvation this is free God did all man had no portion in it lest any man should be boastful so the grace of God has been delivered into our hands freely but if we are to save our soul and our body we need the grace of God to work we need to work with the grace of God and that's where we are. For us not to exchange our soul 
to gain the whole world, we want to save our soul. That is the purpose. That means we carefully and intentionally lose the whole world. Lose the love for money. Lose the love for money. We must be intentional about it. Remember I said something the other time. For you to gain the whole world, you need money. And you have to love money so much until the whole world is bought over by you. <laughs> until the whole world is bought over by you. You have to love money. Money must be your master. Money must control you to gain the whole world. Of which the soul will be lost. See, the word of God is truth. The word of God is a person. The person of Jesus Christ is the truth. So whatever the word of the Lord says is what will happen. It's what must happen. Regardless of anybody's opinion. Forever, oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It's settled. So we cannot unsettle it on earth. What the word of the Lord says is what must happen. This scripture made it very clear. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? It means there is an exchange. If you gain the whole world, only the love of money can help you to gain the whole world. If you have the love of money, you will exchange it for your soul. That's what the scripture is saying. You will exchange it for your soul. If you want to gain your soul, like the purpose and the rationale behind this podcast is to gain our soul. If we want to gain our soul, then we must lose the love of money. We must lose the love of money. Now, let me show you another scripture. And all the scriptures are just God's thought and God's view of this subject. So that when we have God's view, we will be able to place money where it should be. And he definitely will answer to us. Money is a defense. Wisdom is a defense. Just like wisdom can be our servant or wisdom can be employed to help us, money is a defense. We can employ money. We can see money as a servant rather than a master over our life. Let me say that again. Wisdom is a defense. Money is a defense. According to Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 12, money is a defense. Wisdom is a defense. Invariably, we're saying that wisdom can be a servant because your defense is your servant. You pay for it. You order them, do this, do that. That's your defense. You pay them. You pay maybe a particular organization to be your security agent. Look at it that way. To be your security agent, you are paying them. They are working for you. You are employing them. They are offering you services. You are paying for those services. They are more or less like your servants. They are serving you. You are paying them though. You employ them. They are working for you. The same way, money can be your servant. Money should be your servant. No, let me say it can be. Money should be your servant because that scripture made it very clear. If wisdom is serving you to defend you, Money also should serve you to defend you. That's what the scripture is saying. He now says something. He said, only wisdom can save a man's soul. That means money cannot do that. Money cannot save your soul. It's only a servant that can be used to put things in place, to undo things on the earth. Only wisdom will save your soul. 
And if we don't know that, we don't know where money is meant to be placed, we will allow money to become our master. And when it becomes our master, it will exchange for our soul. It will destroy the soul of man. The love of money becomes your goal. The love of money puts money in the place of God. Then the soul will be lost. But if God is put in his place in our life, he saves our soul. That is what Ecclesiastes 7, 12 is saying. If you employ wisdom, wisdom will save your soul. It will place God over your life. Wisdom will make you see God as your master. But the love of money will make you see money as your master, which will exchange for your soul. It will make you lose your soul. Money is not meant to be your master. God is meant to be your master. Money is meant to be seen as a servant. As a servant. Although he answers to all things, he should not rule over you. You are meant to give essence to all things. Man is created to give essence to all things. Man is created to be master over all things. The Bible says God has given us all things to enjoy. To enjoy means that we master it, we lord it over them. They service us, they serve us. All things are meant to serve men. That is when money will not be your master. Money must be seen as a servant. That's the emphasis. See money as a servant. Remember the, the parable of Jesus Christ? And by the way, Jesus used money in a lot of parables, or talent or money in a lot of parables because people of the Bible days, they understand the use of money so much. And like I said, money cut across any form of transaction and interaction of human being. And Jesus was telling them, according to Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, he said, you cannot serve two masters. It's either you are loyal to one and you despise the other. It's not possible for you to make God your master and money your master. One must be your master and the other one must be your servant. That is God's perspective for us to be able to undo this dilemma, this dilemma of love for money, which is mastering and snatching the soul of men from God. God is meant to be our master. Money is meant to be our servant. This scripture made it very clear. Matthew 6, 24. Man cannot serve two masters. It's not possible. Like I said, the word of God is what must happen. Jesus is the truth. is the life. is the way. He's telling us what must happen. What will happen. What, how it's created. What, nothing can change it. You can't make God a master and money your master. Or the love of money, your master. You can't make both your master. One has to be your master. You have to be loyal to one. And you despise the other. It's only servant you despise. Only servant you despise. One has to be your master and you despise the other. And so he's telling us that God is your master. You can't change that. Except you now decide to go and love money and make money your master. Let me say that again. God is the master of all. Master of the universe. He made all things. He's our master already. We can't change that. Except 
you decided intentionally make the love of money your master. God created money to be your servant. So when we see money from this perspective, money is not everything. Money answers to all things, but it's not everything. It can't save your soul. <laughs> it can only be used as an exchange for you to lose that soul. So, I employ everyone listening to me, this generation and even generation to come, when we begin to see money this way, as a servant, then we will be able to enjoy all things. We will be under the order. We will be aligned to God. We will be under the order of God, able to master all things on earth because all things are made for our enjoyment in the first place. We have to master all things in the first place, including money. Money will answer to us because we will call money for it will come. We will send it on errands because the answer to all things. And we will serve God and honor God only only my prayer to everyone listening to me now is that that the grace of God will come upon us as we listen to this that our mentality will change as we begin to see money as a servant putting it in its place not loving money but loving God allowing God to be our head and our master to direct us he will direct money our way. We will use money to achieve his purpose and his bidding here on earth to the glory and the honor of his name. We will not live for money, yet we will not lack any good thing. Money will always answer to us. I hope this is a blessing to someone. I hope our thought pattern has been renewed. We've renewed our mind, knowing fully well that we can love money. We can only see money as a servant, but we can love God. And He will direct money our way to achieve His purpose on earth. We will enjoy all things. See you on my next episode. Remain in God's perspective regarding all things so that we can enjoy all He has freely given to us. Thank you. Thank you.